Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to the No Prisoners podcast. Just want to give a quick shout out to After Five Media for putting this whole thing together. If you're ever in any need of media services, such as photos, videos, even podcasting, check them out. They got you covered. Link is in the description below. Also, check out their Adobe stock links and also their Love Pack links. It's a great way to get your business looking nice and professional, whether it's your website or your Instagram posts. They got you covered. Also, check out our affiliate links for extra wallets i use the wallet myself best wallet i've ever purchased they come in aluminum leather whatever material you can think of they got you and they're so sleek and so damn good looking i don't know what else to say about it check them out link in the description below and last but not least enjoy the show and the one thing i think is integrity if anything that i've seen business owners scale and to grow is that they start doing well in business and any moral, even for that first person or any respect and gratitude for that first person goes out the window. It's a, okay, how can I grow? How can I scale? How can I get bigger? Hit the subscribe button. Um, we've already been talking for a little bit, so we'll try. I don't think we'll cover any of that stuff. We've covered We're We know each other from a networking group on the internet, the interwebs, mm. technically. <laughs> yes. And then I guess we live kind of locally to each other. I would say within 10 miles. Ten, <laughs> give or take. <laughs> give or take. Um, so I guess I found, you, I, I first saw you from your jump roping videos and you showed up here with a gracious gift of a jump rope. Love it, yes. We'll probably have to have a jump rope battle sometime Better I like it. Yeah. Yes. Make yes, it. Yes. I'm trying to get TikTok famous right yeah I'll be the rough <laughs> got some spice a little whip in it and then you're ready to go but you you're more than just jump rope I am right I am what what do you what do you do oh that's a good question all right so that's something that I you know what do I do I do lots of things I do what makes me happy um I try to just go out there and be my best self um, and that's something that when quarantine hit, I was like, you know what, what do I do? Cause I'm 26. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Four years ago, I started an education company. So a learning company and it was just me party of one. Didn't know what I was going to do. Thought it was maybe like a side hustle. And then I was like, you know what, actually we got some stuff here to work with. I'm helping kids. More people came, didn't expect it to turn into a business, took it a little bit further. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start tutoring and teaching kids. Um, so, so that was in that was back 20, in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Okay. So we we're about to celebrate four years for a birthday. Um, and I was like, you know what? Okay, pretty cool. I love teaching kids. I love the excitement that you get because I got a lot of energy. So I get to bring it into the classroom, make learning fun, unique, change it up. When I go into a session with my kids, I don't sit down. I don't have textbooks. I don't have workbooks. I got kicked out of the library multiple times for my volume. That's okay. But <laughs> it's just like going in and having fun, making learning fun, getting engaged, throwing a ball, going out, doing basketball, playing with the football, doing some jump rope, getting our brains or neurons firing, things like that. So I really got passionate about it. And I was like, you know what? As a business owner, it's not just a side hustle. I can actually make this into something. I can create an entity, which is pretty powerful because when you are in your nine to five job, you have to follow the rules. When you are on your own, you get to make the rules, which is also intimidating. So you started this side hustle 
because at the time at the time you were a teacher or yeah so basically what happened was it was like a part-time thing coming out of college I had done my student teaching got my job offers was in the classroom and what originally prompted it was not like a mission to like tutor kids or anything like that I was like oh, my first job offer of $32,000 no thank you so I was like this is crazy how am I going to pay student loans where am I going to live what am I going to do so I started tutoring and I was like you know what I'm going to work on my own time it wasn't super lucrative at first. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a lucrative industry if you are just a tutor one of yourself. But I was like, oh my gosh, I actually can teach on my own terms and do things on my own terms. And that was something that was kind of a change, I guess, for me. And I wanted to continue to do that and build something. So I guess it just... So you ever. grew from being a teacher, you were doing the tutoring part-time just kind of connecting with kids that were your students or were you connecting with students outside of no it was actually outside so I got some outside students first um some of the students I had worked with parents reached out and were like hey like can you tutor my kid and I was like yeah sure why not I had no idea what I was doing at the time I was just like yeah sure why not and I ended up doing that for an entire year it wasn't an LLC it was just kind of like Tutoring so and so's neighbor, kid. yeah, you know, out. helping out, yeah, helping out kids at the school, community, things like that. And then after a while, I was like, wait, I'm gonna have to pay taxes because <laughs> I started making enough money. So then I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, let's turn this into a business. So I turned it into an LLC, and it was myself. And then when you put in the work, I think, and you stay consistent, and you consistently build a following, and you continuously produce good results. People are like, hey, word of mouth, eh, work with her. She's pretty good. We enjoy it. Because I actually had the time of that year working with students to get results. Because you can't go in and be like, I teach. This is fun. This is my company. I mean, I guess you can. But I didn't have any, like, um, There's no testimonial. No Do you driver. know what I mean? There's no, yeah. exactly. There's nothing that was showing up. So I had to go in and, and create that. And then I was like, oh, this is a business. And then the second year of business, I was like, uh, still don't know what I'm doing necessarily. But uh, figuring it out as we go, I brought on an independent contractor, so I had a team of two people then, um, myself and the other individual, and kind of figured it out as we went, and we grew, and then I had a third one in year three, and I was like, oh, three people is kind of cool, and then over the pandemic is when it kind of exploded, and I totally changed how I did things. I took advantage, kind of capitalized on kids not being in school, Doing virtual learning. Absolutely. Yeah. There was an opportunity there. And also, online learning sucks. Nobody, like, even desk jobs. You don't want to sit at a computer all day and do boring, mundane, busy tasks. That's so your demand went immediately through the roof at the beginning yep. of Corona. Exactly. So then I was like, okay, what are we going to do? I only have myself. I also need to run a team. I also need to run a business. What am I going to do? Um, and I totally changed my company, how we were working. So we ended up actually with... Um, through amazing connections, having a small, um, like, I guess not that small. It was like a warehouse space where we had kids actually come through the entire school year and come to us. And we also started implementing group classes, one-on-one -on -one instruction, uh, prep courses on the weekend, one-on-one um, -on -one services, but then also daytime services where kids could literally come to our location and do learning with us there, do their schoolwork. So, hey, you can't wear a mask at school. Or you have to wear a mask at school, but mom and dad says no, or you don't want to wear a mask. That's okay. You have your space. You do your thing. We're going to kind of work around it. Because honestly, in my opinion, if you're going to be learning, you need to have an emotional connection. you got to be there in person, especially if you're a young kid, to be taught through a screen. Can you get information? Yes. 
but the degree to which you have that connection and to create an experience is definitely limited. Well, screens also haven't really been around that long for us to know what the results would be like from a entire, you know, curriculum taught through a screen. And I think we're going to see the results in like three or four years when, you know, those standardized tests and things start coming out and reading and things are deficient and stuff like that. I absolutely agree. But one of the things, too, I think to go off of that is the past year, teachers who were not virtual teachers were being asked to teach online. Meaning when you're talking about a curriculum being implemented and taught and instructed online, those teachers are taught, trained, and practiced teaching online. These are teachers that have no idea, some of them, how to work Zoom because they've never had to. Or, yeah. for example, if you have older teachers that aren't tech savvy, unmute, 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 or mute, 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 whichever, whatever you're kind of like going on trying to run a classroom because those teachers were teaching to a computer, but then also teaching to kids that are actually in their class. And the fact that literally kids were being asked to come to class, even though they're in the building, to bring their laptop, to open it up, only to hop onto a Zoom meeting to see their teacher teach, who's literally 10 feet in front of them. A lot of parents aren't happy about that. But in regards to the information that you get, I think it all depends on who's facilitating it and the experience that that person has facilitating, mm. you know, online instruction. That would make sense. What, like, what area, do you serve particular school district territories or, like, what, what's your reach right now? Mm. Okay, so... This kind of comes back. I was talking about how like year three of the journey, I had some people explode over COVID. I now have a team of seven. We're continuing to expand. Currently, we are in Pennsylvania, primarily like the Newtown area, some of Philadelphia, because we have online and in-person instruction too. And then we're also in New Jersey. We're in Massachusetts and international as well, actually. So we have students um, in the UK, which is pretty cool. So we got a young baller here. Yeah, so yeah. It, yeah. it's grown. A YB. A <laughs> we got to get her a coat. Yeah, YB coat. Yeah, add another camo sweatshirt to the yeah. <laughs> We got yeah, a warrior here. Shotgun, give me a shotgun. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's very impressive. I appreciate it. Thank mm -hmm. you. I also... Um, I commend you for like you seem like a like a really genuine nice kind person, um, but I also commend you for like connecting your kindness and like desire to like help kids mm -hmm. with the ability to like monetize that. Uh, oh, of course, of course. And the one thing I think is integrity. If anything that I've seen business owners scale and to grow is that they start doing well in business. And any moral, even for that first person, or any respect and gratitude for that first person goes out the window. It's a, okay, how can I grow? How can I scale? How can I get bigger? Well, that's true, but there's two things that I have an issue with, and it's one. The first thing is that these are kids. This is somebody's life. You can't play with that. You make an impact. When I walk into a room, I'm creating an, a circle of influence with that child, and that's something that I do not take lightly. And I obviously, I didn't go to college to be a businesswoman. I went to college to be a teacher to instruct, to help cultivate, to grow minds, not to make money. But what's cool about that is yeah. that, like, you, and this, and this is, like, why I have a problem with people who have a problem with people with money mm. or people that make money, right? Because how much impact could she make, Gilmore, if a million dollars was in her pocket, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like to think that like you should pursue like a teaching career and not make money or mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. like 
endorse pro- like go after profit and growing and, and like doing a business it's mm-hmm. because like how well you're taking care of people is directly correlated with how well you are doing financially so like oh, if, if we come to you in five years and you're a baller I, I you've helped I a lot <laughs> you've, you've helped a lot there's are there are a lot of children that are perceivably much better yeah. off because of that trend like and I don't think people look at it that way. No, I don't think they do. And that kind of comes back to like that integrity piece where I see like a lot of business owners at second point just of they scale, they make more money, they monetize, and they might be a baller, but it doesn't mean that they're a good person or that they have stuck with their integrity or their morals, that the people that you started with, even that first year of business, those neighborhood kids, things like that, they're the people that gave me my start. Without them, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow, to become what I am today and what I continue to want to be. So it's one of those things where I think the more you give, the more you're going to see opportunities align. The universe gives you these different ideas, these different opportunities to go out and to be more and to do more. And you have to be prepared for them to come. Um, Not for those opportunities, but be prepared in your own actions so that you can capitalize on them. This way, when you are kind of, you know, in that space of business growing and kind of like wanting to like become a baller, you can say okay I'm ready to step up I'm ready for that for that next step because it's it's a level and if you're not ready for that level and you jump to it I'm gonna fail I mean you Mm -hmm. can fail a lot of things but how you deal with the failure also is how you shaped your been shaped in your journey so far so interesting how you were 26 when you started or you're 26 26 now now. holy shit (laughs) shit I'm 26 right now (laughs) 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 yeah shout out to 26 year old yeah (laughs) 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 um that's that's um that's really cool. I think some something that I like to say a lot um when at least given the opportunity or to like call it out is mm-hmm. in making money you make money two ways. You either help a lot of people or you help a few people really well. So you either help a lot of people for very little and it sounds like you're kind of like ta- you're doing bo- I'm like doing you're doing both. You're doing both because, like, you're expanding, but you're giving high-quality individualized help. Exactly. To ver- you're probably capable of only tutoring so many people, and mm-hmm. that's why you had to expand in the manner you Absolutely, did. absolutely. And that's something even I just brought on a new independent contractor because I had way too many students on my personal agenda list. And obviously, like, I work with a business coach, and I do different things. And, like, you got to scale, do these, these things. And one of the most inspiring pieces of advice I've gotten recently was – when people tell you to scale, I don't know if you've heard this, but they're like, you need to step out of the day-to-day operation. No, that's completely But I was, I was about to say, that. I absolutely agree. That is a lie. I was inspired by it. I was like, I've heard people say that, and I don't agree with it. Because when I step out of the day-to-day operation, that means I'm not with my students. My students are what get me excited, what get me passionate, what give me the ground and my start to do what I do, to be able to teach, to be able to cultivate, to get kids excited, to change mindset, do those types of things. But if I'm not in the day-to-day operation, then I can't. Now, it doesn't mean I can take on 35 kids and have the same quality, but I still want to be able to create an impact. So I have my lane where it has those very few select individuals. And then the, I guess, our core values that I stand behind and that my team members kind of emulate and also bring to their sessions, they're able to take the other students, that mass mount that I'm not able to help directly, and kind of have their own little niche or their own little community of learners themselves. And then if you look at the whole with all of our learners together, then that's where you're serving the masses. So it's like individual 
teachers serving a very specific group of students. And then if you have a whole bunch of little communities, that community makes your entire population. And that's where you kind of are able to serve the mass like you're kind of talking about. How many, that's really cool. How many, <laughs> how many people, or here, let me ask this question. Yeah, yeah. How soon on, like into this business, did you establish your core values? Ooh, very good question. Three years, three years. So a year ago. Um, okay, two and a half. We'll say two and a half. Okay. Two and a half more. Maybe two, actually. That's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Not two years into business, actually. It was two years into business, actually, because it was right. It was December 2019, actually. Now, have some of them changed or been tweaked? Absolutely. And the things I tell my students specifically is that you have to be respectful. You have to be honest. You have to be excellent. And to be excellent just means to be your best self. It doesn't mean that you get the A on the test, but it means that you work and you put in your hardest work to get your best result. And being excellent isn't just school-focused. It's also just about how you carry yourself, how you do things, how you think, how you feel, how you treat others, and building that. And once I was able to set those core values, I was able to talk to my students about that. I don't just throw it up on a website or throw it at, at like, the beginning of... No, it's the driver of your, exactly, your exactly. parameters. It's exactly. It's reinforced. And my kids know, literally, if you ask any of my students, hey, what are the three things all of my students, even if I'm not working with them, they know who I am because I'm involved. It's a lot of students, but I will touch base at least once a, once a month with every student. I say, hey, what are they? Talk to me about them. And they know it's being respectful, being honest, being excellent. And they have to tell me about that because it's, it's not just teaching. It's, it's growing a little mind. Yeah. And it's to put positive inputs into that little mind. What um did somebody help you with establishing that or that structure, or did you kind of mm. just know you needed to do that? No, I definitely um I didn't know I needed to do that at first. I think just getting plugged in, going, getting plugged into different business networks, such as like how we've connected, um, joining with different groups, making connections, and networking. But then also seeing examples <laughs> from like. <laughs> He's the happiest dog in the world. Yeah, (laughs) he lives a life. So it's just like those different, um, different people I've surrounded with myself, and kind of changing my circle as I've gone through each year of business, and even the people that I hang out with and my friends have changed, not in a bad way, but just I see more people and I see, oh my gosh, that's the life I want. They are doing something, so I'm gonna follow them. And it's jumping from group to group to group, kind of like like frogs on lily pads, where you pop, 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 pop around, and eventually you say, oh, the big dogs are doing that. That's how they're doing it. Well, if I want to be like them, I should probably do that too. So then taking some time to also like establish them. And obviously there's things about my business that I don't like that I'm working to fix and I'm, I'm changing at the moment too. But it's an ongoing process. It's not like, oh, there's something I don't like, I change it. It's an ongro- ongoing revision process. It's not like there's a final draft. And I'm sure you probably experienced that in your own endeavors as well. Yes, I've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> to get where I am. Um it's really, do you have any parents that are in business or what? Yeah. Like you, your parents are in business for themselves or are they self-employed? Like what's that so, look like? So my parents are both ex-military. My mom okay. and my dad, they met in the military. So home and our family value is very strict, very defined. My dad has been an entrepreneur, I want to say, for about 20 years now. Originally was in business with his brother, and now on his own endeavor, he does electrical contracting, so for labs, recycling plants, things like that, travels for work on different states. But his attitude and his mentality really is what drives me and has created, I think, my work ethic as well as what I want to achieve. Mm 
Mm. Because when I, for example, if I'm just like, if I'm saying, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I should do this. He's like, well, why are you thinking if you should do it? Just go out and do it. It's more of a, I don't want to hear the pity party. Go make it happen. If you don't do well, guess what? Do it again. Do it better. Oh, well, get on with your life. Keep it going. There's something else out there that you need to tackle next. It's like always like, yeah, celebrate, woohoo. But you can always do something better, always do something more. And I think sometimes that can be like a challenging idea to kind of like, oh, like, can I do it better? Like, mm. actually, yeah, like, once you realize when you start practicing other things, you can get pretty good at some things. Yeah, like you jump know? rope. Yeah, y- like mm. jump rope. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can also be pretty bad at some things, like uh, running myself. Not, not running. <laughs> I have endurance, but can't doesn't translate. Uh, yeah, running's not good no. for you. I've run pretty far um, in, like, races or, like, training and stuff like that, and I've learned over the years that if you do the jump rope or the bicycle or Stairmaster, like, you can get into races and not run at all leading up to that race, except for, like, a little bit of, like, get, getting the blood going. How does that impact translate, like, if you're, like, on the elliptical or if you're on a bicycle? I don't do elliptical. I'll do, like, bicycle for, like, high cardio, and then I'll do, like, like an the assault li- bike? N- like oh, I can crush an assault bike, but normally, bike. Um, like, on, like, the Swift or, like, the Peloton. Okay, okay. I get you saying, yeah, I don't, I don't like to bike. I signed up for a college class once, and it was biking, and I was like, okay, this will this will be cool. Um, and I'm like, all right, cycling, like I'm gonna be so fit. And this is like before my fitness journey. This is probably like six years ago. I'm like, I'm gonna be so fit, I'm gonna be so hot. Um, and then, <laughs> no, 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 no. I show up. They're like, you need a helmet. You had to ride on a bicycle outside. It was not a stationary bike. It was literally a bicycle outside. But the tires are like the road bikes, like they're super skinny. No, and the roads too are. I don't know if you've ever been on Taylor. You know Taylorsville Road. How it's like <laughs> we're riding on roads like Taylorsville. So like there's no lane, there's no nothing. What school college was this? Bucks this boarding college. No, uh, this, this is Massachusetts. So uh, okay. Just like, ah, screwed. The amount of times I fell off my bike, and then on top of that, um, there's no. Um, you apparently apparently to be sized on a bicycle correctly, you're not supposed to be able to touch the ground. So now, first of all, I have no coordination really when driving a bike. I'm on the road. <laughs> I can't touch the ground and I can't stop. So the amount of time. And do you have your feet clicked in? Yes. So I can't get oh, them out. Damn. So every single stop sign we pulled to, I would not like pull the brakes. I'd just be like, oop. <laughs> just <fall to> the <laughs> side. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I got onto a road bike, I was like, oh, "Yeah, I totally got this." I like clicked my one foot in, and I immediately crashed. Yeah. And they like they told me I was gonna do that. Yeah. They're like, "I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm a prodigy. Yeah, no, I'm no. gonna get on this bicycle." He called me Lance Armstrong. Stupid. It crashed right away. I'm pretty sure we got graded for the class too. I think I got like a B for riding a bicycle. <laughs> so it's like. Really feeling good. Throw that on the resume. I'm be I'm I'm be ready for bikes. (laughs) 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 Oh damn! Yeah, as we all sip. I know. No, but it was a good time. Um, I have no desire to bike again Mm. on the road. Uh, other people get after it. Good for you. You do you. But you you look yoked. You look like you got some like. Oh, jeez. Oh, put it away. Oh, but I wish. Um, <laughs> no. I'm scared. Hide me. I'm so scared. Keep me safe. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I like to work out. I like to do weightlifting. I originally got into fitness through CrossFit. Where'd you start doing um, CrossFit? Uh, CrossFit Newtown. Dude, I've been trying to get the guy who owns that on the podcast for so long. Really? If you know him, be like, look, stop messing around on Andrew. Let's just get on the podcast. I think he's worried I'm going to taint his brand. 
it's cool. I'm gonna call him out. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I literally, I, I actually have uh, worked with the sun multiple like uh, every summer. Oh nice. Um, and. Give yeah, I was saying, since I have my, my phone's over there, I'll have to shoot him a text after this. Be Matt, get on here. Send so him a you, picture. You started getting yoked at CrossFit Newtown. Yep. yep Newtown yep. CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, Technically now it's Newtown Strength and Conditioning. Oh, okay. I have to mm-hmm. say that because if he sees this. Oh, like, because of the whole CrossFit yeah, 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 brand yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. because that guy said some racist stuff yeah, yeah, and nobody plays with CrossFit it, yeah. anymore. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Ooh. The owner of CrossFit. Like the brand like organization, the president, the president he had to step down in 2020 because on like a large Zoom slash conference call, he said some unsavory things about the protesters oh. in regards to the race. It yeah. didn't, it didn't hit well. No, I bet the it jo- didn't. The jokes didn't <laughs> slap. <laughs> the jokes <laughs> didn't slap. Yeah, they, somebody snitched him out. They voice, rec- they like recorded the screen recorder or something. Like Damn. That. So everybody bounced on him. Cro- say dumb shit. CrossFit took a hit. <laughs> CrossFit took a hit. <laughs> yeah. But it's rebranded. Yeah. It's, it's they're rebranded now, yeah. Yeah. No. Honestly, I like the little symbol now because it makes their like their merch like a little bit more uh little little cooler. So I was like, mm. okay, I could rep this merch. I could get behind this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's cool now. But you know, I'm just like yeah, you see you stepped your logo up now. <laughs> Real customers will yeah, get behind right. you. Like, That's put me down for two. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you started jumping rope like a year ago or so, or when quarantine, um, when quarantine hit, I was like, I gotta do some stuff. I mean, I got into weightlifting a little bit right before that, um, but I was like, I gotta do cardio. They actually did seventy five hard, and I was like, I need to, you know, a forty five minute outdoor workout. So I was like, I'm gonna try jump rope. I saw this jump rope of somebody being like so sick with it and kind of like you know dancing with it and doing some cool tricks. And I was like, so, so I was like, I feel like I could do that. And then I went out there and I tried it and it was so bad. I could get like maybe like seven to ten jumps what consecutive. Were you doing, like I no, like one. arms were so wide. I was like one, two, three. I was like, yeah, got it. Um, <laughs> and I was so excited though because I was like I couldn't, I didn't have the coordination for it. So after when you go outside and you practice jump rope for forty-five minutes for seventy-five days, you start to get kind good. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was decent at the end. But then after that, I was like, I have basic skills. Now we can add some fancy skills and we can, you know love it up or kick it up a notch uh so i started doing that and i i love it i also like so cardio is awesome for jump rope endurance is awesome but i also do like to like like you'll see like my videos on instagram are like very like fun and like dancey jump rope with some tricks but i also do cardio um i'm sorry not cardio i also do a lot of like uh strength training with jump rope where i do have weighted ropes you have a weighted jump rope i also have a vest so i have like probably like I want to say probably like 20 some different jump ropes, all for different purposes. Sometimes it might be one of, you know, I want to do like a whole bunch of double unders, throw in like push ups, like quickly, like mix it in for like, like a Metcon type of idea. Um, but like you can do strength training with your rope, which is pretty cool. Um, and like sets, intervals, set things. So that's kind of how I, uh, I do it. I have the fun with it, but I also get the workout with it, conditioning. You know, I'm sure you know though, because you have been doing it. So I've got weighted ropes and a speed rope. I've, destroyed the speed rope the other day i have a gopro video of it i think because really? like Ooh. it just it's such a thin piece of wire that like it's bent now so like it just won't like no matter how hard i spin it it like won't spin out straight mm. so it gets like I it's completely trashed i'll what just have saying? to go how do, another. how do you store your ropes um or like the nicer ones the nicer ones will curl up into like 
three loops. Okay, okay. So it's like, okay. it's not a bad one. Okay. But the one, like that one will just, it's just like, it's a cheap rope, but you can go so fast. And it just doesn't, it hasn't, it hasn't stood the test of time well. It also, like the plastic that covers the uh -huh. metal, um, like wore off very easily oh. from like, which I'm is unfortunate. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to guess you've been hit with a rope before. Yeah, toes and things like that are pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. You ever hit your back or your butt? Yeah. Ooh, especially yeah. if it's on the coating on there. Not my favorite thing. I ch used to jump rope barefoot because we'd be doing it like on the mats. And then like every now and then Ooh. you'd be like, they, like you'd be yeah. like competing for doubles. And you'd be like, <laughs> and you'd be like I'm going to go. My big toe is yeah. now throbbing. Jeez. So now I'll wear it's just running sneakers. I couldn't, I don't know if I could do real well in these because they're like super loose. But I prefer to be like as like tight to the sneaker as possible. I get it. Nice, like, nice good sneakers. I gotcha, I gotcha. I gotta change my sneakers probably like every three months now because they get like a lot of mileage in them from jumping. Yeah. So I used to like with running and everything like that, I wouldn't change my sneakers as much as frequently as I was supposed mm -hmm. to until like I learned about all that. Because I'm like, oh, well, these, these sneakers should last a year. And it's like, no, well, you're running like X number of miles oh. a day, times week, times year. It's like, no, your shoes are just like, there's no cushion left after like a month. So you really shouldn't. But running is bad for you. I, I don't like it. It hurts. It hurts. Especially I, a lot of people don't know how, how to run. I know that I'm sounds ridiculous. People. No, I don't. I don't know how to run. I don't have proper run form. But how you, how you like, put your foot on the ground and make contact with the ground, and all of that matters for, like, the longevity of your knees. Of, of course. Of course. And that's something that I, it's like I said, I don't like it. Will I do it if needed? Yes. But I also realize, like, with fitness, if I don't enjoy it, I don't do it. Yeah. And people are like, well, you're going to miss out. It's really good. Well, there's other ways you can get a certain stimulus. Whatever type of workout, guarantee there's a way you can change it. So I'm, I don't really... Do you squat? I do. How much all can you lips. squat? My all right. So at the moment, or my best? Mm. Let's my go best both. Like, yeah, let's go both. Let's go both. Let's see. Currently two hundred five, consistently like one eighty five. Okay. Now, right now, for like, if I was gonna go for like multiple though, probably have to bring it down to like, like one seventy five for like five reps. We got some. You got some Six legs reps. on you. We got mm -hmm. some legs. She's strong. Legs. She's strong. A lot of practice. She's strong. Um, now, if you ask me to snatch something. Just the, just the bar. Just <laughs> the bar. That's yeah, a little, there's a little bit more technique in that. When you get hurt. Like yeah. <laughs> that was me for a long time. <laughs> Gotta watch your wrist. <laughs> Flips back. Yeah, just like yeah. falls on you. Hits you in the throat. You're like, <laughs> just, go, just go jump rope. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Kappa. Like, you know what? I exercise today, a jumped rope. But at a certain point, too, when you do an exercise, you don't get the same stimulus anymore. Because, like, I'll, I could easily go and jump rope for, like, three hours. I, I love it. It's mm. something that gets me excited. I have, like, the energy for it. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'll look at, like, I'll be, like, my fitness tracker, my whoop. I'll be like, all right. You burn, like, you know, 1,500 calories. That's a lot. The only thing is, like, now you got to go eat for it. But I don't get, like, the same stimulus from it as I did when I first started. But that's any exercise. So I was like, i got to find new exercises every now and then or things that I like to try. Because I have this rule. Every three months, I like to try something new. And when I try it, I have to commit to it, meaning, like, I have to get out of my comfort zone. Even if it's something I don't like, I got to do it. Jump rope I didn't think I was going to like. Stuck with it for the three months. Continued it. I love it now. Um, even just other things. Like, for example, I did, like, kickboxing and boxing. I took up that for three months. I, I really enjoyed it. How'd that go? Actually, really well. It was actually really bad the first two months. What gym um, did you go to? 
Um, I went over first to a kickboxing AmeriKick in Princeton, and then I got a private boxing instructor over in um, what what is it? Not um, help me, help me. It sounds Stockton, made up. Stockton, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Stockton, Stockton, New Jersey. Okay. But that was, that was probably <laughs> Yo, like Stockton, California. Okay, we learned how to That was Stockton, Jersey, right over there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was cool. That was uh, I want to say like eight months, or not maybe eight months, but like seven months, eight, or maybe eight months ago, nine months, something like that. So like, months. when's jujitsu coming up on I, your? It's literally on my list. I have a list. I have archery on my list. I have Archery? Yeah. yeah, my bow is in my back yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Did you get it tuned? So. I did get it tuned. Oh. It shoots straight now. Oh. Shout out to those Very deer. Nice. Oh, ooh, okay. You're about to get it. <laughs> um, Do you hunt a lot? No. No. no? Yeah, this is year two <laughs> of owning a bow. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah, no. I bought a bow. I went shopping in the beginning of Corona because I like saw it coming sooner than everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And then we came back from a trip, and I was like, I'm going to buy some stuff. I'm going to buy a bow. I buy a bunch of food, water, just like a whole bunch of random things, and then like three or four weeks later, everybody was like, "There's no toilet paper," and I'm just like shooting bows and arrows, so like <laughs> at toilet paper. Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, "Look at all this practice I'm getting." Everybody took off work. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah that's so. what I did, and uh, I have every. I mean, I, I'll probably not get around to it because I'm just there's only so many hours in the day. Uh, I'm a pretty good. I'm a decent archer now. Really? If I don't kill anything this year, it's fine. Uh, next year, I'll definitely year? be ready to like next fully hunt. It's just, it just, fall just came up so fast, and now it's like Christmas and I, it's, it's like just, so. There's all and you know, like I make time for some things, but you can only make you can't make time like you can't literally make your whole day about stuff you want to do. Like I could literally go from like jujitsu to the gym to like archery to like eventually I got to go to work. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I'm like, oh, oh man. Otherwise, I would try to try to do it all. And, you know, I realized too. On Fridays, for example, I don't see any students on Friday. I don't really do any work with my team. It's strictly just like professional development Friday. So I'll do like networking things like that. Um, and that's my day to kind of like do what I want. So I save like that itch for my Friday. So if I want to jump rope the whole day. Or if I want to go to the gym the whole day, or if I want to, for example, go shopping and, and make a fancy meal. Like, I can do that on my, my Friday, and it keeps me sane. But it's like. Do you, you know, work on the weekends then? I work Sunday. I just, that's a new one though. But I mean, technically, I work every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm always doing stuff, especially as a business owner. Like, it's not like I'm done today. Um, there's always something to do and something that you can take yourself to the next level, or even just like housekeeping things to not, you know, kick things up a notch. But uh, Sundays have been a big day where I typically have students from 8 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. So it's an entire day. I literally like, have a protein bar. And how days. many kids will you see that day? Um, let me count off. I, have, I think like eight or so. Okay. Some of them I might see for more. Some of them I might see for less. Technically, it's more than eight. I should say I have eight sessions that day mm. because some of them are like group sessions where I meet, might meet with like four or five kids at once. So like eight Lotted sessions that day, um, but that's just new, so I can free up my Friday because I like having the the day to myself. And because kids are in school, that means that I work in evening hours. So I usually don't get home until like nine thirty, nine forty five, sometimes even ten thirty, because sometimes my latest sessions will, will start at like eight thirty at night. Um, so my daytime hours, I don't want to say like they're free, but they are my like after work hours. How most people would have them my before 
or before work hours. So. No, I get it. Would do you ever run into situations where people like call to like get you as their tutor, and you're like, "Well, look, I'm so I'm like, unfortunately, I'm fully busy, but I do have, you know, Steve over here who's an expert in biology that can help your kid," and they're like, "Eh," or are they usually very receptive? Honestly, my families are all amazing. I've had such receptive families. I do have a lot of people that will come in. Um, fun fact, surprisingly, Jump Rope, the few videos that I have of them, um, have brought in like five or six students now. So those are parents. That's a perfect example because a lot of my business is word of mouth or through programs. If I'm helping out at a school or working with kids in a certain capacity, I have an interaction with them and it's word of mouth families pass on a word, things like that. But for people that are coming to my company that have no contact with any other people, they're like, we want to work with you. You saw you. And that's when you have to transition and say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here. Can't wait to help you on your learning journey. Let's first take a step back and evaluate what our needs are here. Because although I would love to work with all the kids that I have, my talents and the things that I shine at might not be what you need. So what are the things that your kid needs? What are the things that your family needs? And let's assess it from there. So one of the things is you don't just like sign on. That's I a good way to handle it because you're like, all right, cool. Like you're not signing up with me. You're signing up with the business and the business mm-hmm. functions in the way that like we have to assess your kid and see who's best for your kid. Exactly. If I were a parent, I'd be like, hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the things that I do. Now, I always am very personal, though, with my families. And like I said, having those core values, sticking it back into the business and integrating it, it's still part of me that I'm able to work with my students. But when parents come in, you know what? I'm not the best at, for example, maybe uh, teaching history. Also, maybe if you need to prep for an AP exam, maybe you need a different educator. Or maybe let's say you're trying to do – Let's say reading comprehension, you want a really specific method that I'm not trained in. I'm not going to help you with that. I don't know how to do it. But I have other educators that are trained and have their gifts. So it's like, you know what? Giving them their opportunity to shine and say, hey, like, this is a personality of your child. I love it. I want you to see the personalities of my other educators as well and see your needs and see what their areas of expertise are because you need to get the best, most impactful result. And I might not be able to deliver that. I'm excited and I'm enthusiastic and I appreciate how excited you are. But I need to also make sure that we get you what you need, and I might not be the person to serve your needs. And if my team can't serve a need, I have no problem in business referring somebody else because my thing that I'm not going to stand by is have my kids have a, you know be on a waiting list forever and ever and ever because we currently do have a waiting list um, if you want to work with a company versus if you want to work with me. And some parents you know, will be like, all right, I totally respect that. Um, how do how parents put their kid on a waiting list like their kid's getting older by the day no, the your kid needs to learn how to read get him a book I, <laughs> that's what I say and I, I feel so bad because I was like I don't want you to be waiting for me or for an opportunity or availability that I have or my team has so I say hey you know what this company's super awesome check them out so sometimes parents will go use another tutoring service or another company and then I say alright now I have availability and then they'll transfer in um, and some parents choose to wait, but I know that I can sleep calm at night with a clear conscience, knowing that I have provided them with alternate options that I'm not just like, wait until we're ready. Cause that's like you said, you can't read. You're just going to not read for longer. So. Yeah. You can't, Billy can't read good. Yeah. <laughs> I can't read. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's got a wait list. What are we going to do about Billy? <laughs> I guess he's just not going to read. Sounds head and sand all day. He has to see that one tutor specifically. <laughs> he needs her. Why do we make Billy Southern? Like, Southern people can't read? But. 
No, uh, yeah, you're it's right. my fault. I took it. Yeah, back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Southern people. Southern people, you yeah, guys go with us. You man. guys, yeah, we got, we got it. You know. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah, not you guys. <laughs> Let them think that. <laughs> got them. Um, that's. What would you say? Like, I have not really like. I wouldn't really say I have experience, but I hear a lot about, um, like institutions like Silverman. What is the difference between like a Silverman Learning Center and like some sort of like corporate established center like that versus mm. you? Well, I mean, what in case somebody asks, corporation, of course. Well, people ask that question all the time. It's individualized. I don't do workbooks. None of my educators do work. Like when you go to those centers, like you sign up, it's a pre-made program. This is the workbook. You come in. It's just more busy work. It's more practice. If I wanted more homework, I just asked my teacher for more homework. That's honestly usually ends up being more homework for the parents. So you take mic books. drop right yeah, there. Like, honestly, like you come home and your parents is like, well, now we got to do like seven more pages of math. You're just memorizing. That's cool. Yeah, you might pass the test, but you're not going to learn it. I just hear from like the different people that I know that like use places like that. It just doesn't it doesn't seem like it gets any results. But I'm not a parent, so I don't know necessarily. Like maybe it's up to the parents to like help establish these results. Are you good over here? Did you fall off your chair, again, Mark? No. Okay. All right. Let's swap out a battery. Oh no. Are we okay? Yeah, we're fine. Everything's so fine. It's, oh my god. It's chaos. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, the silver, like those those tutoring places, they seem very kind of like cookie cutter. Yeah, it's like the Imperial Starship in Star Wars. It like, is. you're sending your kid off to kind of, like, here, it's okay. Learn the dark ways. No, that's what it is. Honestly, because, like, I was, when I was a student, I I would be blown away. I was not an exceptional student. I was not a good student. Middle school, failed. Summer classes. I was that person. Didn't, I, eventually in high school, I got my act together a little bit. But I still, still racked up some Fs and some Ds along the is way. Is that just because you didn't comprehend what you were learning? You weren't motivated? Like I what wasn't was the applying di- myself. And yeah. when I say I wasn't applying myself, because I didn't see the value. I would show up. I could crush a test, no problem. But you want me to do homework or these practice problems only for you to stamp it or give me a sticker? I'm, I'm not doing that. I have better things to do with my time. You're like, I could buy one yeah. of these stamps. Yeah. I <laughs> I've got allowance. Yeah, <laughs> rack it up. But that, that's, I just like, I didn't see. I also was like, you know what? Well, I guess if I'm just like not working hard, I guess like maybe you know maybe I'm right, maybe I can't can't do these things, and I just didn't have the same mindset that I do now. So then when I got to college, though, a little bit down the road, I kind of figured out how to learn, how I learn from my brain, and I was like, you know what? What my teacher said, and not all my teachers. I had some amazing teachers. Other teachers, yeah, they were okay. But when I realized that I just need to learn how my brain learns and do it and change it for myself. That's when kind of like that magic happened, and that's when I was able to be productive and get a result, and that, that kind of changed me. So. It sounds like it. I mean, it did. I was, I had, I was like a crazy person in college. I'm a little crazy anyway, but I had a whiteboard that I would bring with me to my classes. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Like, how big is this whiteboard? With a handle. Oh uh, damn! Like I was like, yeah, but you know what? Uh, it was received well. But I think it was because, like, I had the energy. I was like, you want to write on my whiteboard? You want to be friends? Here. Um, let's share some markers. And people <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Um, and you just got to, like, embrace it and own it. But I did carry around a whiteboard. Um, 
And that's how I would study. It's like, was my flow, was my jam. I didn't like to take notes on my computer. It's still not my thing. I like to handwrite something or I have a really, really big whiteboard. And I just like love like the the kinesthetic connection when like you're writing and you have like the flow of the ink. I'm like, oh yeah, that's it. So that's your, your flow state is this. I mean, we got a, we got a whiteboard in another room. Oh my God. You want to get weird. Yeah. (laughs) Get out some expos and just. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. No, but can you, can you write your name? Some teachers can do this. Can you write your name? Like at the same time, both hand, like, you know, teacher. No, no, but you know what my You need to come in and be like, I'm your substitute teacher and my name's Michael. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) what, you think I'm impressed, dude? I don't know. Writing with two hands might be kind of impressive. I'd be pretty impressed. The one thing that always impresses uh, kids, or even like when we're in, like in meetings or things like that, I got really good at writing upside down. Really good at writing. But because upside like down. you're coming because up to kids, I'm and upside down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my upside down writing might be even nicer, neater than my actual writing. I wrote you a little note. You're gonna see my actual writing is very, very bad. But my upside down writing is pretty spot on. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so I feel like that's like a hidden talent I take a lot of pride in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna make it to your Instagram bio. <laughs> Hashtag RT Syndicate <laughs> Upside Down Writers. Upside down writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go add that now. <laughs> You'll be like, my <laughs> my pronouns are and my and my disability is upside down writing. <laughs> I just can't stop. <laughs> That'd be Yeah, what if that was like a form of dyslexia? You just like instead of writing the letters or mixing the letters up, you just wrote everything you know upside down. You're like, oh my god! You're like, well, just turn it around and read it. I don't know what to tell you. Might it's your problem. Way. You can't read it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I wrote it. Don't blame me. Yeah. That's um, that'd be a hell of a problem to have. <laughs> Thank God, I don't. Right. I, I mean, I'm like, oh, so. I'm like thinking about how bad that. Could be. I was like, oh damn. No, but it's, I feel like you start just trying like weird things that you always can like find weird talents. I'm sure you probably have some weird talents, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, come on in. Whoa, geez. Let's, let's just go. open up here. Uh, nobody's listening. Um, <laughs> hidden hidden or weird talents? Weird talents. I'm pretty I'm pretty weird guy. Got a lot of, got a lot of, I don't know, weird talents. I got really good r- reflexes. Like when, when stuff's like falling and stuff, I'm always like psh, catching stuff. People are like, like, wow, do you have fast, fast hands? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Didn't you didn't notice that? Um, I don't know. I don't know how I have hidden talent, secret talents. I don't know. No secret talents. I don't keep keep anything secret. Okay, okay. You're a transparent guy. I'm an open book. That's my secret. That's my secret talent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you had a secret talent. I would have known about. Yeah, you would definitely. That's what I'm kind of yeah. like. Hey, I'm like what's secret my secret talents? talents? I don't think I do. His talents is he puts up with me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess patience is my greatest talent. Yeah, yo. <laughs> Master's degree in Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, Gilmer's hidden talent. I mean, it's not really hidden. He can cook. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah, he can. He can I went to like school. Chef it up, really? Yeah, really? Chef Whoa. it up, dude. Yeah, for like two years. It was a good time. I've been cooking my whole life because my dad's his chef and okay, well, he taught me how to cook. So I thought you were going to go well. a different way with that. What do you mean? I thought you were going to be like, oh, I've been cooking my whole life because, you know, food and all, you just got to eat it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't going to cook itself and I was like, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should know how to cook a fucking egg, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could cook an egg. Yeah. No, you can. Yeah, I, can. I believe you. I could if I had to. If you had to, but you don't need to. No, I it's don't. It's fine. Um, 
Interesting. I wish I could like pull. I wish I like on the spot. I wish I had like a wild hidden talent. And be like, well, funny you should ask. You whip it out. Just yeah. gonna show us the hidden talent. I'm dumb flexible. Like, yeah, I'm dumb flexible. It splits. Yo, I'm like, bro, what yo, the fuck? What if I just stood up and was just like, just like, <laughs> just boom, bent my whole self in half, like, just like, yo, I can do this thing with my back. Or just like, <laughs> <laughs> what? John Claudus just straight up, yeah, hit a split and punch somebody. Um, that'd be I crazy. Uh, I think like I do hidden talents. Mm, I read. A lot more than people. Why is that? Why is that hidden? Normally, can read. I guess. Like I read. Like I'll read a book a week. That's good. Or like maybe more. I like it. I like it. And that's like weird to people. Really? So that's my. I'm a teacher. It's not weird to me. So. Yeah. I like it. How did you get this information? For the normal person, that might sound really weird. (laughs) It's these books. Yeah, not Uh, the normal person doesn't read. Definitely not. I don't read fiction books. Only non. Only nonfiction. I don't, I, all my, my entire bookshop, and I have a lot of books. I probably have, I want to say probably like 800 books or so. Okay. Because I have a student library, keep in mind, so you go, 800 oh, books. Okay. So, like, some of them are like, where's your therapithia? Like, mm. or like, kids' books. Mm. So, but the Do you ever like, have, read yourself a story to sleep? Like <laughs> <laughs> you put like, the nightlight on, you're like, I'm going to bed time. You're drinking tea over at the knack in like, yeah. the sauna, just like, it's my day. <laughs> it's Friday. Sounds pretty good if I have to. Usually, though, I feel like if I did do that, I'd have to have my fuzzy slippers on. All right, so this is a real thing now. thinking it out now. Yeah, it takes planning. Yeah, bro. No, but I just, I, all my books, personally, the ones that I use for, like, teaching or in education, my books are all typically personal development, business-based books, um, nonfiction. I don't like fiction because it's fake and made up. It's like, why would I want to spend my time reading something that's not real? Mm. Yeah. I have enough non-real scenarios in my head. I don't <laughs> need to read more. The last fiction book I read was The Goblet of Fire. Hey. Harry Potter. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. That's and then cool. I just said, dude, I'm not getting anything out of these storybooks. <laughs> Give me some finance. Yeah, bro. And then I got really into science, and then that was it. I love textbooks. I text love reading textbooks. Yeah, I can't. I do boring, own I textbooks. Yeah. I'm not ashamed mm, to say what kind, it. What kind? What kind? Um, so I went to college for economics. Okay. So I own a lot of, like, finance, math, um, like math, science, math history, okay, okay, financial history books, and then I went to architecture school, so I have a lot of like building sciences, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like just I have a book on like how they make Adobe bricks, which is like bricks from mud. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's a good book. It's kind of sick. Was it a good read? Um, and then I have a lot of books like like science history, a lot of history. I guess they're just straight up history books. There are a variety of history books. So, like, I got financial history, science, history, history, war history. I like no, I like learning about stuff we already know. Because mm. then it's like, oh, shit, we already know this? <laughs> yeah. We already figured this out 300 years ago? Damn, open a book. Shit. Get off TikTok. <laughs> That's how I feel. We have a whole um, – we, we had a podcast, like, we did a whole series where it was just like, it just got a little out of hand. It was a bit nonsense. And it was just me and Gilmar like riffing and having a good time and joking. And we were like, all right, we got to stop doing this before we get canceled. (laughs) 
And one of the ideas we came. <laughs> wasn't that bad. But yeah, it I wasn't that you. bad. It was going to accelerate. It though. was It was going to. It was ramping up. Was it risky? Yeah, I just kind of sometimes. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can you can you can upset anybody. Can we still find it? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. We're not yeah. we're not ashamed. Yeah, we just okay. didn't want to hurt people's feelings <laughs> as much as we were, maybe. Yeah. Um. So we started. We realized Gilmar sometimes reads, but okay. he's a busy guy, so he's reading about like Photoshop and stuff. <laughs> so I was like, dude, you got to read about other stuff. So we started doing podcasts on just books I read. Oh. And then it's me trying to convince Gilmar why he should read the book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really We did two read. episodes. Yeah, and was that both the, of those really good. Was that one? I, there was one. You're talking about a book. What was it? San Francisco? San Francisco. Yeah, that book rocked my brain. Yeah, that shit's was crazy. It? it was crazy. I was like, I was like, yeah. I like started, like, I got into a groove because, like, I, like, get, like, like, into the zone. Like, when you're starting to listen to a podcast or something, I was like, oh, my gosh. And it made me, like, different like bells in my head go off and i was like oh my gosh and i went down a rabbit hole and started googling stuff and i was like all right what are we doing from that for just from that just yeah from that. that's just awesome that. went that's awesome it yeah. makes me feel good that's what the, <laughs> that's what this podcast are supposed yeah. to do yeah. i don't want to form people's opinions for them like i think right now too many people kind of like mm. they're just kind of like walking through their day and they're like oh oh i heard just like a little bit of epstein over here mm-hmm. i'm just going to regurgitate mm-hmm. that later in my day and you have all these chame- like these like chameleon shapeshifter type people out there that are easily identifiable if you know a little bit of history and like from that history you can then like form your own opinions. And then like mm-hmm. you read books like that and San Francisco San Francisco oh, Sicko. San Francisco. Yeah. I started literally calling San Francisco, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. That's how I'm, I'm like, dude, I, I came and said, you, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, we were just like, we just decided to abandon it. And yeah. whenever I said it, we were just like, whatever. Because yeah, I, I literally is. kept messing it up. Um, but when I read book, the reason I love books like that, like history or current mm-hmm. extrapolations, it just kind of like, you, you kind of walk around like you know everything after you read it. Not in the arrogant sense, but it's like you just feel like so good because you're you see people commenting and making these statements and like putting themselves out there in this like like i'm gonna put my staff in the ground and like this is my opinion and it's right and you have to take it and it's like you read a book like that and you then you see these opinions and you're like dude you are the dumbest son of a bitch if you would just read the first half of this book you would realize how dumb you are and if you don't then you really are even more dumb because you have the inability mm-hmm. to change your opinions or see where how how wrong you are. And I read yep. when you yep. read books like like San Francisco was a doozy of a book. Where you I read that sometimes and I have to put it down because I would like get mad. You fired like, up because you're like what? You're like who who thought this policy was a good <laughs> like who is this person in office like? And then they're like you, they would go into like who that person was and what they did with their life and you're like. Who thought this person was the person you wanted to represent? Are you kidding me? And then, and I would be like, you know what? You know what? I'm just gonna put. I'm gonna put it down. I'm gonna pick up this book over here about Germany or something. <laughs> but Full transition. Yeah, it's just that book. I definitely San Francisco. Get that book, and anybody should read it. It's really, it's more than just about like San Francisco's homeless problem. Mm-hmm. It's about like the homeless problem, and ultimately, that book is about like. Um, like holding people accountable. I like, think, and uh, our country doesn't do that. No, it doesn't. There's so many things. I mean, 
one, to be able to hold yourself accountable is one thing, then to hold your country accountable is a totally other ball game field conversation topic to talk about but how you're kind of saying like you just like walk around I was like one of those people especially when I was younger like being a teen too I would like hear things be like yeah like that's right or this person for president or, or you just like you know just like some opinions like that and then I started diving in and people you know like they're starting doing my own research not just hearing about what other people say but reading books being around or listening to podcasts um and just looking up and looking at policies myself I was like oh my gosh wait maybe that's not what I think. Maybe that's not what I actually believe. And a lot of times too, that's something that you don't realize until you have like, I want to say like your aha moment, like your awakening, like when you jump into it and you actually do start looking for yourself because you can't just hear what somebody says and repeat it because then also how can you talk about it? But how can you talk about it and not have like passion or anything that fuels why you have that stance? Oh, because that's what a lot of people say, or this is, this is what they're saying. Well, I don't care about what they're saying. What do you say? And here a lot of times it's not popular, but also a lot of times the thing that isn't popular is usually the thing that makes the most sense, but everybody else has gone along with what everybody else is saying. So even though it is illogical or doesn't make sense, everybody's like, yeah, let's get behind it. It makes sense. Did you stop and think though? Does, does the stance actually resonate with you? Yeah, and then a lot of times, or a lot of times when you you read stuff like that, it's just so, con- like it's so well, the information you're extrapolating just so is so obvious. You're like, huh? Like, how do people see this so much different than me? Like, where do they come from? Who like? And that's usually the rabbit holes I get into. It's like I'll be reading, and then I'll write down like, oh, who is this person? And then I'll be like, all right. No, read tomorrow. Like tomorrow, read about this person. I'll read about po- like a lot. I read a lot about politicians this year. I know a decent amount of po- like the politicians in this country, and mm-hmm. it's all bad. It's not really that great. So that kind of like has tainted me a little bit in realizing that we're we're in this kind of culture for the long haul. I think I don't think there is any going back to the old ways or the freedom or like thinking things were great i honestly think the best time in this country was in the 50s and it's been a downhill ever since then Mm, because what happened was like you had everybody coming back from world war ii Mm -hmm. and like they just survived war the the it was only up from here it's like we just survived the biggest blowout battle of Mm -hmm. all times we dropped a nuke two times on (laughs) japan smoked the bastards let's start businesses let's like let's build schools let's do and america like in the 50s was this like everybody had this sense of like it was possible right and then Mm -hmm. and then in the 60s you know with like jfk and shit like that and you know jim crow coming about like martin luther Mm -hmm. king like that whole energy although there was a lot of real positive things that came from that um and you know what we have today, like that growth mm-hmm. was in that period of time. There was an insane amount of ma- manipulation by our government um, during the 60s and what they did in terms of like driving the race conversation, the work, like all of that mm-hmm, stuff was mm-hmm. all manipulated. And it's just, and then you kind of like, you're like, oh, fuck, that sucks. And then the 70s come around, then you start having like the war on drugs happening. And then like, it just it just seemed kind of like once we were done focused on you know smoking germans and japs everybody was like yeah well let's you know let's make some money in this country and you know just get things done but you you have people in in office 
that are career politicians like who who's like one that's like a big one like obviously like nancy pelosi she's worth 150 million dollars and she's been a career politician like there's been deals that she has like her husband has done in his job as a you know equities guy like stocks and things like there have been deals and things that he has made an incredible amount of money on like months after she worked on policies which like created that opportunity so it's kind yeah. of and that's like and that's just one example i'm not just harping on her like it it's unfortunate yeah it's just i think we should get if we want to fix it it's like the way i would fix it is not the way anyone else would probably fix it i would pay them i would pay politicians a lot of money okay let's but i would make it performance-based so, like, you could come into the president's office and be broke son of a bitch. And if you do a great job for our country, you can leave a bajillionaire. I don't care. We're making tons of money. Pay him for how good of a leadership job he did. But hmm. if he doesn't do a good job, yeah. you're fired. You don't make you're anything. Out. You're out. You're out. You're beat. Right? So, like, mm-hmm. in our business or in our world, like, you yeah, do, like you do really well. Job. You do really well, you know, like yeah. you benefit, right? Why, why is it, it, I like it, why is it that you can get elected and then just, just stay in there? And as long as you hold on tight enough to your position, you just fight your way up to the ladder. You just say, all right, cool. I got a couple million dollars in the bank now. Like what? You're supposed to be making decisions that like are benefiting the population, not yourself. So like if we're going to make this best benefit us let them make money but if you don't do a good job you're fired like you're out like you don't make anything mm. like make it fully transparent like you want to benefit off of the deals and policies you're making you should mm-hmm. right have that bias like do some do some shit for america that's gonna get you paid. Going to get you paid don't just be open about it act like you're not gonna get paid mm-hmm. for a good job right but that's then you'll do a good job but you know what you would have? You would attract all the people that love doing a good job and making money in the open. Yeah. Right? You would. Like someone in my position could make an incredible amount of money over their lifetime and be open about it. Be like, hey, I built all this yeah. cool shit. I, I helped all these people or whatever you're doing. But like a politician's like, yeah, I got that money. No, it's the mindset when you're jumping into that role. It's like know? Bernie Bernie Sanders. Like, yeah, we're going to give free education <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> Just as long as my house cleaners finish cleaning my second and third house, I can make it there on time. <laughs> we'll get you the free education. I've got three houses. You have no houses. But I'll give you. But education. you've got college debt, and I've got no debt. So we're gonna take care of you guys. <laughs> like that is like what the? F- is anybody else listening to this, dude? It's like, but should people be allowed to do well? Yeah. They should all be allowed to do it. Like, if we're going to have career politicians, which we're never going to get away from that now, like, how would we go back to, like, you know what? Farmer John's going to be a politician for two years and then go back to the farm. It's just not, it's not, that's not how it would work anymore. Because no. you got to, like, sustain yourself. And like, I do think we no, need more, path. more, like, citizen, citizens, like, running for office rather than, like, career politicians. Like, I know a lot of people when I went to school for economics, like a lot of the kids I were in class with Mm -hmm. 
I was the only person that was like, I'm definitely not going to be a trader. I'm definitely not going to be a politician. I'm not going to law school after this. I better figure this out soon. College <laughs> is going to be over soon. But all the kids I was in, I were in class with were going to like, you know, get their master's in political science, become politicians, um, go to law school or, you know, go and trade like of course, whatever. Of course. So like they were all going to make a lot of money. So like if, why should the only one that chooses political science, like you're incentivizing the position. Yeah. Like all the, all those people that chose, you know, stocks and trading and like those other positions, like would they have made good politicians? Like you would probably make an excellent politician. Someday. Maybe one day. I don't know. See, that's the, that's the thing. And I, I, I totally agree with you with the whole career politician because you go to college, you can pick your major, political science. You can But then you're, like, ed- indoctrinated. That's the thing. That's the thing. So I'm, like, what? And to see how many people go to pursue political science um, and just pol- become a politician in general, move to D.C., do these different things. They go out and have all these things. That's, like, their entire life. Yeah, and do, a lot of them don't really help that many people. No, that's the thing. You're not making an impact. What you're doing is you're you're like cheering on woo woo the big politician, whoever you're standing behind, whoever's on the fence. Like yeah, you're their sense. cheerleader. Like they're, they're you're like literally studying and creating a career path to become a like professional hype man to a degree. Yeah. Because you're not the face. Your opinion isn't being calculated. And are you actually doing anything to make a change or a difference? No. But then it's like you you as a educator and businesswoman like your your experience and views on the world would be beneficial to an entire society of people. But there's absolutely no incentive for you to go into a field like that. No. The only incentive is if there's a heated topic that really pains me to go after it. Mm. To be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to make this change. Because I feel like when you're really super passionate, like genuinely, because if you were, for example, to take away any money, and let's say money couldn't be a motivator. You couldn't you couldn't work for money. What would you do? What would you like what would get you fired up? It might be to help people, it might be to, be to make a change. It might be just to live your best life. It might not even be to impact each other. So if you were to take away any type of money or anything like that in politics and you were to say, "Hey, like why are you here?" Like what would they say? What would somebody say? I feel like the best person in that position needs to be somebody who does have that integrity, who does have that mission. But that's not how it works cuz it is also a job. And like you're saying, fix the problem. You do good work, you make more money. Don't don't say, oh, I'm doing this for the people. I'm doing this for the common good. So that every, everybody wins. Because no, everybody doesn't win. That's not how life actually works. But we're telling people that's how it works. So we're just creating a false solution there. That's like one of the one of the original notion, Andy Frazella notions. Shout out to Andy Frazella if you're listening. One of the original notions that he put out there that I picked up mm. aggressively was he was explaining a situation, I, th- I think it was, like, in relation to, like, a church pastor or a priest or okay. something like that, talking about how, like, like having money or being rich and, like, everything that is, like, it's bad. It's fundamentally bad. Mm. And, like, Andy Frizzell, I think he, like, got up and left the, like, in the middle of, like, the, mm-hmm. it was just, like, no, that's utterly ridiculous because, like, I have all this money and look at all the good I do with it. Like, not everybody that has money is, is bad. bad. And I listened to him say that and I was, like, Holy shit, like, it's true. Like, he is, like, and then I started thinking about people in my own life that have money. And I'm like, wow, all these people actually do an incredible amount of, Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. good for, you know, whether they're involved in the community or they're taking care of their own employees. Mm -hmm. And are there assholes that, yeah, sure. But the majority of the people are, like, legitimately 
worried be like oh be like oh you hear fran she's like got a thing like my receptionist is like i gotta bring her like like everybody's worried about like even the most small person at their company and i'm like i can't when i talk to politicians i can't say that they really really care when you're talking to them i think too when you have a conversation with somebody i feel like you know when somebody is like genuine or not oh you can feel it out most of the time that like most people are just kissing butt they're not doing anything. They're just like, like, oh my gosh, they're telling you what you want to hear. They're painting a narrative of themselves. But is that who they are behind closed doors? No. No, they're not. It was like, uh, who was it? Uh, Newsom, I think. Like, shut everything down and then went to Mexico. And they were like, <laughs> oh, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. He's like, oh, wait, wait, I'm coming Messed back. Up. I just Messed escorted my family. Example. No, that was Rubio. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was, it was. Uh, no. No, the Texas no, guy. yeah. Uh, Zodiac killer. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Chris. Uh, Ted Cruz. Ted, no, not. No. Yeah, it was Ted Cruz. Did it too. Ted Cruz did it too. Because all the pictures with yeah, him yeah. and cornrows yeah. started coming. Yeah. Fucking came yeah. back. <laughs> 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 guy. He's actually supposed to be incredibly smart. Look, he's supposed to be one of the smartest dudes in Washington. Like, actually smart. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why he comes off like the way he does because he's just like a complete weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that from like a lot of people that Ted Cruz is like. Bonafide genius. Just does not come out well. I'm like, yeah, he comes out like he's the Satan. <laughs> he literally looks like the hair slicked back. He looks like he's Satan. He's yeah. like devil reincarnated. He's a Zodiac killer, bro. Yeah. And he's like, no more abortions. I'm gonna f- I'll see you in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much where I went down. Oh, I think. God damn it, Ted. Whatever. <laughs> mm. Damn. This was a good podcast. Uh, are you sure? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, but are you sure you want to read? This is my it? first podcast. Yep, let's uh, take the next hour. Uh, <laughs> re- re- rewind. Is that can you re- clip clip those parts? Redo you just it. clip it all out. Clip and yeah. rewind. Not my job. <laughs> Sorry for you. Sorry, <laughs> it's part of the job. No, no, this is. Has, it's been so cool. I didn't know. I'm excited. Like I said, I was. I'm like, you know what? I got a podcast coming out in December. Not while well, I'm facilitating it, being the power behind it. Two of my students are running. I got a thirteen-year-old boy and a sixteen-year-old girl. So I'm like, you know what, what is the topic? Or what, what do you what do you talk? What do you podcasting? So I have another company um, that was kind of like uh, it launched earlier this year, but the official like beta group finishes up testing and we go hard come January 2022. It's called Level Up XYZ. And it's just kids going after your potential. It's going after leadership, finding yourself, pursuing your passions to figure out, hey, like what can I do? Because all the things that we learn in school and all the things I've seen in the teaching and tutoring industry, I guess you could say, the education world, there's so many things that we don't teach to our kids that are important for life. And it's the skills, especially in entrepreneurship, that you capitalize on, that I use skills every day that I did not learn in school, things that weren't even taught to me, things that I had to figure out. And I like think what? What a good, good example. Oh, for example, like determination, mm. that grit factor, that... uh persevering that because you fail that just doesn't find you it's more so an emotion and how you view yourself not the idea of all right like you did it perfect but how do you do it it's the way the craft that you create and i guess your level of execution because yeah you can get an a on a test but what did you do how did you prepare for it did you really challenge yourself knowing your limits and and finding out your limits because at school yeah we test what we know but we don't test our limits so it has some startup competitions, things like that. So to kick it off, we uh, got a podcast going, and it's just kids interviewing people with cool jobs, things like that, grown-ups, letting them take the lead and say, you know what, 
It's going to be the hype girl saying, go, 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 go. Is and, audio only? Uh, I would love to uh, get a setup like this. but uh, <laughs> We can help I, you. Can you? Well, let me know because uh, I'm super excited because I want them to be able to lead the way. I think that would just be a cool project to be a part of. Just yeah, to totally. Like, I'm, I'm super intrigued by that yeah. idea. Let so me I know. I want to be a part of that. Because mm-hmm. let, me, let me tell you, when kids are inspired by adults, it's powerful. But when kids are inspired by their kids... That's where the real magic happens because it's a peer they see going out and doing it. So instead of waiting to find your aha moment of who you want to be when you are, for example, I didn't find that aha moment until I was 24. Some people go to 34, 44, 54. Some people never find it. You can tap into that when you're young and be like, oh, man, I'm pretty freaking awesome. I'm a shit. Then you know what? You're like, you know what? I am. And you can go through your entire life then with that ahead moving forward mentality. And that's what I get excited about is, is changing mindsets with my students. So I'm very excited for this project. Or do you have any full-time students, like kids that don't go to school, that only oh. work with your company? I do. I do. It's a very interesting question. Homeschool students, things like that. I absolutely do. Uh, and the one thing that I found that specifically in education and being able to grow and why I've had so much success with my students is that I'm able to cultivate a relationship with them. I'm not the best teacher out there. I don't know the most math. I don't have to know the most. I have to be able to make a connection the most, to be able to see them for who they are, where they are, and say, hey, you know what? Let's kick it up a notch. Let's kill it. So what are we going to do? We're going to put this in place, and I'm going to cheer you on, but you're going to have to do the work. You have to say, hey, I'm actually kind of sucking at this. Yeah, you are. I'm going to say, I'm bad at math. Yeah, you are bad at math. But you know what? We can get better at math, and that's okay. But we have to put in the work to do it. So honestly, what I do with my students, especially the ones that I have full-time, I get the opportunity to work with them of not just becoming a better student, but that excellent piece is changing our mindset. Because when you change your mindset, you change everything in your life. And I'm sure you've probably experienced that. Probably both of you have. Just the way that you approach a situation and your perspective is full 180. And then from there, you say, hey, I can grow. Like we talked about earlier, lily pads jump in circles. You just see one, it changes your perspective. You grow and you grow and you grow. And I want them to be able to ignite their fire and start sooner. You know, I'm young, but there's some awesome kid entrepreneurs out there, too, that are like 13, 14, 15 that I know that are killing it with businesses that they came up with. Mm. Pretty cool. So they're inspiring. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. This, this was actually like top, top three podcasts we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I'm not even lying. Oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> I was so nervous the entire like first, like, I'm sure everybody is, though, too, because I'm like, this is a microphone. Don't eat it. I would <laughs> um, you can touch it if you want I? to. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna break. You can like, I mean, yours is. You gotta like give it a little bit more tuna. Oh wow, it's pretty sturdy. Piece of equipment yeah, it's got there. Piece of equipment. yeah, we have a variety of <laughs> stands here. Some of them are, you know, cooler than others. I guess <laughs> it's cool. How long have you been doing this podcast? We've been doing the podcast. The first run of the podcast was the After Five podcast, and that's how After Five Media came about. Mm. Um, because we. Like, with our other businesses and then, like, the podcast. Like, we just had a need for just doing media stuff. Really? Um, and then, like, we occasionally help other people with that. Um, it. It's not something that we, like, we we don't spend a lot of energy being, like, yeah, hire after five. Like, we help people when they, the people we know. Mm-hmm. And then we, we do the best we can. And I think we do a really good job. Gilmore does a really good job. I do a really good job cheering Gilmore on. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I provide the ribs. <laughs> the ribs. Um Yeah, so I it, it, you're really impressive. It's cool to see 
just like how optimistic you are and just like how you're making an impact on kids in an area that or in a way and like that is awesome and like i think that's an area that's underserved you know even before corona but once corona happened like if you go back to my angry instagram stories like (laughs) they shut they shut everything down and literally probably that first day i was on Uh instagram stories i was like these kids are gonna get dumb all your kids are going to fall behind. Maybe you, I was like, you think this is a two-week lockdown? You are fucking mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I literally, like, I mean, it's not cool to be right about that. But it's like, I saw it as, hey, look, all these kids are locked home, locked down. Mm-hmm. None of the infrastructure is in place for them to do homeschool. No. And all my friends that are parents are not going to be good teachers. So I was mm-hmm. like... Dumb kids are coming out of this year. The math is there. So when I see you kind of like being like, no, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna save at least some of these kids. Yeah, it's it's like running. It's like when you do like the life of us, you know, like like put you down, put you on your own mask first. Well, I'm like, oh, I got two hands. We can do it at the same time. You know, yeah. so, you're like, what's up? Yeah, American <laughs> Airlines, like, put your mask on. Another hidden talent, right? Oh there. my God, there's so <laughs> many. There's some. There's a few jokes there though. Yeah. Like, if you were to crack, start going down in an airplane, are you allowed to take your mask off to put your other mask on? Because you're only technically allowed to take your mask off if you're eating. So do you got to, like, mid, like, put an Oreo in your mouth while you're, like, Quick swap. be like, no, I'm eating. Yeah. <sighs> it's allowed. Be like, it's cool. And be like, no, I don't have an Oreo. I'm going to die. Someone's like, he's not eating. They be like, help him. Be like, we don't have any more crackers. <laughs> the rules are rules. <laughs> the rules are rules. <laughs> Kick you out of the Yeah, everybody would die anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Not a but, good time. Uh, that's how we'll end the podcast. <laughs> I like how you just came <laughs> up with that scenario. <laughs> the, yo, travel with me, man. Travel um, with, travel have you with been me. on flights recently? No. It would be did. a bad idea to take me on a plane. Right now. I did over the summer. Yeah. yeah. Going to Guatemala for my brother's wedding, but it, it was, uh, it was interesting. Was it? Yeah. I just got off. Uh, I, I went on a plane. Um, I think it was maybe like, it was actually two, three weeks ago. And every, like starting January, I'm going to be traveling like every month. And airport, I guess the, you're required to have a mask. No one has a mask on when you're sitting there. And then you get on the plane, you have to have your mask on for the whole flight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but to eat or drink. So then everybody takes their mask off to like eat or drink for like just 15, like double 20 fists minutes. And yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> Why? Yeah, oh it doesn't make God. sense. You're traveling every month. Yeah, just for uh, different things. Different stuff. Just for, chill, for, dude. for some different ventures. It sounds like a couple of weddings. Uh, all business, actually. All business. Yeah. Bro, she's a secret agent. Man. Damn, dude. I no, think- seriously, look at this whole get up right here. If you were like a secret agent, this is how you would fool us. You got to like. Gotta- Come in with like blue yoga pants, some like rainbow. What kind of pumas? Pumas. You're like, yeah, I definitely don't know how to assassinate anyone. (laughs) I like to do things three months at a time. She's 007. I I just pick it up. Mm -hmm. She's 007. I'll shoot you in the face next time. I'll be a marksman. (laughs) She has a gold gun somewhere. Yeah, seriously. Silver. Silver. Oh! (laughs) Tapping them. Get it right, Gilmar. Fat, fat pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, throwing gang signs down. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. She's about it. Who who are you? (laughs) <laughs> Grit stick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, 
actually shout out Gritstick. Hey, shout out Gritstick. My, uh, yeah, my, uh, one of my friends, it's her business, and she takes uh, chalk for like lifting. She takes aluminum tubing as a chalk container and takes recycled scope caps as the container. So it's uh, a lady owned. She's an entrepreneur. So, oh, that's uh, sick. Yeah. Let's so get her on the show. Yeah. Oh, what's up? Yeah, for real. Yeah, she's out west, but uh, she's out Let's here. get her on the yeah. show. Yeah, let's go out west. Yeah, we're going out west. We're going out west. <laughs> Take the, I mean, we do have all like this, the cases and stuff. Yeah, we how we've never done that. <laughs> There's some crazy. Have you ever thought of like, a, just like a podcast on the road where just travel? A road trip. Yeah, like a road trip podcast where you just like, hey, how are you today? What do you do? I mean, you might get a lot of duds, but you might because like, the more people you talk to, I'm I t- I'm very social. I talk Just to go up to random. Do we should do that? Get like a setup where like like uh, Andrew, Sh- not Andrew Schultz has a uh, Chrissy comedy. How okay. he has the mics. Yeah, all yeah. the mics. He just they sit on the couch and f- <gasps> that's how they do their podcast. They don't do them on like things like this. They actually have like corded mics yeah, that yeah, they, they sit there. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would do that. We gotta free up some time. Yeah. That's free up my schedule. Let's free up my schedule. We're going on. We're schedule. going on the road. Yeah. <laughs> road We're trip. doing a lot. What if, what if everybody comes along? They're like, "Where's Andrew Gilmore?" <laughs> like they're on the road. Do you see the Instagram story? They're in Seattle, dude. Yeah, they're jumping, jumping rope across America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like She's, that. I like that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, wait for me, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. Where, where, or how? Like, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Or we'll close it out with a bang. Mm. You want to get in touch with me? Probably my phone number, but I'm not going to share whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm not going to share that. Um, so okay, honesty. Honestly, I like it. Um, uh, probably, I guess, social. So Instagram or Facebook. So Instagram, Michaela, M-I-K-A-L-A-D-E-I, Instagram. Or is it this camera? Instagram. I mean, you could do any, you know, boom, so, boom, oh, boom. Oh, shoot. Instagram. Boom. There you go. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, where I am Michaela Silvestri, M-I-K-A-L-A, last name, Silvestri, S-I-L-V-E-S-T-R-I. And definitely a teacher. Yeah. Definitely a teacher. Definitely teacher. Spell spell bam, bam, bam. Yes, bam, bam, bam. yes, yes, yes. So um, we've had people on here that don't even know how to spell their names when they get, they like start spelling it. They're like, yeah, you know what? Just find me. Just find <laughs> me. <laughs> Throw it up. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I'm. It's just been so far. I want to say thank you to you. No, that's for all. Yeah, bringing definitely. Bringing me in and having me here. Both of you have had so much fun. I definitely um, want to stay in touch. I feel like we could be friends. I, I feel like we I have think, a lot in common. Yeah, and, and that's the weird part. And I feel like we probably have more in common than we didn't even get to cover. Yeah. Um, and I feel just from our conversations, even before this previous, we probably run with similar circles because I feel like I feel like you're we a low key guy, maybe. Y- yeah, I hide or, a little bit. But like, yeah. yeah, I feel like although I have a lot of energy, I do hide. But I feel like uh, we might have some circle. We might have some overlappage. You might be surprised. Dude, Rambo's falling asleep on the podcast. Right <laughs> He's like, He's that's like, it. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. It's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely, we'll have to. We'll have to get together. Yeah, awesome. And we'll definitely have to do some jump rope. Do a little video. Please, please. Super excited, especially as it, you know, anytime I'm always down. You're in Newtown. You're at the Knack. Next time you're at the Knack, send me a message. Yeah, I live, uh, I'm right in Yardley Borough. Really? Yeah, so I, ooh, big jump from one chair to the couch. That was, dude, that was elite, man. That was I'm impressive. in Washington Crossing. Ooh, okay. So we're close. Yeah, we're probably like 12 minutes apart. 15. Less Dang. than 10 miles. Still mm-hmm. <laughs> Did we just, yo, John Stamos <laughs> did Velociraptors and Good Housekeeping. Did we just come, we just, we just come be a friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Thanks awesome. for coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm going to air high five you over there. You yeah, get going. Appreciate oh, it. All right, Thank so yeah. this was a killer episode. If your kids are dumb, you now know how to <laughs> undumb them. 
And yo, is that too much? No, it's straight it's honest, right. dude. It's very honest. We know kids. If like kids, kids are stop lying to them and get them yeah. help. You some get them, kids are dumb. get them re remotivated. Sometimes they don't do a great job. You gotta call them out for it and show them how to do a great job. I got you. There yeah. You go. So there you go. Subscribe. Give this lady a follow. Follow us, and um, we love you guys. We'll be right back.